Thank you so much, Bill Williams, for your time today. Thank you for having me. What got you to want to write I Need, I Want? Well, I was in the middle of a novel writing career. I Need, I Want is my third of six novels that I had written. And it was based on, I thought it would be kind of nice to delve back into some of my background as an actor. I used to be an actor and used to be part of a demanding actor's workshop where one of the tough exercises they had was an exercise called, I need want. And where you delve in touch with these emotional you have on stage or on film. You get pretty intense. People would break down and cry and and after sitting in seminars, it seemed reachable for us to do. So as an independent filmmaker, I was looking over some, which one we can afford to make. And I need, I want the low. So we decided to self-finance it and produce it, hire a couple actors. And it turned out oh, extremely well. The movie is out on film festivals right now around the world. And so far it's picked up about 41 different awards. So that's pretty I'm awesome. very pleased. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the I need, I want um, exercises. That's something that a lot of uh, professional that's actors right. do as well. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's something that came out of that method style of acting to okay. do some, be able to call upon it when needed, to be able to cry on cue as one big example. It's got to be kind of intimidating when you're doing that actors and other people sure is well you have to have a trust among the professionals that when you're in that workshop and you're doing the i need i want the professionals will act professional and, and if there's some kind of a bone drops out of your closet they won't take it as you at all in the streets so whenever you wrote the book i need i want did you ever see yourself or imagine yourself making it into a movie like did you know know that you wanted this to be a movie yeah, every book I've written, I think of it as being a movie. Okay. So I try to be as visual as possible in my writing, the dialogue, be as realistic as possible for the given situation. They were my little movies until we actually started making one. So yeah, I thought about all of them. <laughs> but you know, some of my books, it would take like 40, 50 million dollars to make those movies. But I Need I Want was a little bit smaller and certainly within our budget, we're working people. Okay. What about the I need, I want are you most proud of? The fact that we did so well. The fact that we had some very strong professional actors who were interested in being a part of this. They had no reason to trust us as being someone who could put together a film project, yet we got people who had a little faith in us. They were professionals. These were people that have been in commercials, people that have been in other movies, people who have been in those workshops. As a matter of fact, the woman that plays the, the teacher in the movie is a, an acting teacher herself and a director on top of that. So I was very flattered that these people at such a high level of profession beyond, beyond my level wanted to work on this project and they did an outstanding job. I'm so proud of them and I hope they're proud of me. Now, weren't you in the movie as well? Didn't you like play the piano guy? Yes, I was the piano guy. Ah, yes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I, I thought I recognized you from the movie. <laughs> yep, that was me. Tickling the ivories. <laughs> that is something I really like. Like, if I ever was to direct or write a movie, I'd like to 
make a cameo in it. I like that a lot of different directors do that. Cameo appearances, yes. My wife was in it too. Was your wife so she, the main lead or the audition? that Kayla had in the movie. Before that scene, there was a line of girls lining up to sign in and the lady who was signing them in, that was my wife, Yolanda. All right, that's pretty cool. What gave you the inspiration to write this whenever, back whenever you were writing it as a book? I had always toyed with being a writer, even back when I was in college, wasn't quite sure how to go about it. I took a pause from that because I got into a career of broadcasting. I was a sportscaster up in the New York City area. Enjoyed that, a lot of work, everything like that, but I was getting a little burnt out on that. When I moved to Florida, there's something about the Florida atmosphere down here, the palm trees, the trade winds, the beaches, the people on the beaches. There was some inspiration there for me to get a little bit more creative. So I went back into my writing and I started writing things here and there and found out, hey, I can actually put together some scenes. For the I Need, I Want book, that was an internal monologue that the book started off with, just like the movie started off with an, an internal monologue only in the scene of it being in the workshop. And I just kept going with it. And it was all kind of improvisation until I realized I have a story here. And I just kept writing it until it was done. It was about 435 pages. Part about making a movie is taking a 435 page story and turning it into 120 pages. So that was the biggest challenge there. And then came the editing after we'd done. The production was the breeze, thanks to my actors and my, my cameraman, Alan J. Johnson, and the rest of the crew. My wife was the editor. and She was learning a little bit about being an editor. And I don't know anything about the computer programs as far as editing is concerned, but my wife was learning it. And I came from the broadcast background, so I knew a lot about editing, but I didn't know about the machines, the new machines and new programs that are out there. So we struggled together for about four months trying to put the, the movie together. 20 days of shooting, four months of editing, and maybe about six weeks, uh, six weeks, six months of writing before the movie in pre-production. Gotta be challenging. Like whenever you were taking the 400 something pages from the book, and put it into a 120 page script. Did you ever feel worried or doubtful that you were trimming the wrong parts or you weren't sure what to cut out and what to leave? Yeah, absolutely. I was a little bit worried. There's a lot that I had to cut out from the book. I was able to also concoct new situations, more up-to-date situations. For example, COVID came in during this period of time we had to shoot around that we had to have a pause in our shooting we were starting the first day and then covid hit we had to stop for a year during that period of time i rewrote the script to include covid i didn't want to avoid it so it was part of the atmosphere there so there were things that were cut out from the book but new things added because of the current situation in the world today one thing that you hated the most you had to cut out if the movie could have been longer you would have liked to have added well um, there was a beautiful vacation scene in the book a road trip from tampa to denver colorado and then onward into a little town in the mountains called uh, silver spring i believe it was called where matt and kayla got to know Albert and Jenny even more. Albert took them up to his family's house, which was up in the mountains, 
around an old silver mine. And I wish I could have included that, but of course, budgetary situations, time considerations, couldn't include that. I missed that one. I thought in the book, that was one of my favorite scenes. Did you write the songs in the movie? No, I did not. The songs came from the individual artists in the past. One of them was featured. Her name is Anna Moore out of Atlanta, Georgia. She was the voice of Kayla when she was singing and very underrated singer, I might add. People should listen to her a little bit more. She's got some strong music. Writing a screenplay is very challenging. What gave you the motivation to not give up? Just commitment. There wasn't any particular thing that motivated me to not give up. I learned learned the craft, the format, and then sat down and wrote the story as I saw it. And I'm working on other scripts right now. I'm still working on that $50 million movie, by the way, too. Blockbuster. (laughs) Try to keep it out of Marvel's hands. (laughs) So that's uh, that's exciting. Uh, That $50 million uh, film, where's that uh, looking at? You think it'd be ready like next five, six years? Well, I know the script will be done probably in the next six months. As for the movie, well, we can't finance that one. We'll just put it out there and see who might be interested in spending that kind of money. And if they're impressed enough with what I did with our self-financed film, the the awards that it won, the fact that it got into so many film festivals, and it's about ready to be distributed as well. I hope they would want me to direct it. We'll see, though. If I laid uh, the ground. Just for fun, that a $50 million film, if you could have like the budget, you could have anybody in it. Is there any like specific actors or celebrities you'd like fantasize about having on the set with you <laughs> or anybody you'd like good, to work with? Good question. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Rije Jean, uh, the guy from um, Br- uh, Bridgerton, the uh, guy who was on there for one year on Bridgerton. Uh, his name is Rije Jean, and I can't remember his last name. I would think he would be good for the lead on that. And the young lady, uh, oh gosh, I have trouble with names. (laughs) There was a woman that was on uh, the film, uh, what was the name of that that medieval type movie? Oh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, uh, who got her head cut off at the she got her head cut off at in the last episode, as I remember. I got the face. I don't have the name. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Somewhere. So those two. The girl got her head cut off in uh, Game of Thrones. B.J. John from uh, from Bridgerton. Well, hopefully your head won't be cut off in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll get shot though. All right. I wonder which one's better getting shot or getting your head cut off. Oh, her name is Natalie. Natalie Emanuel. That's her name. It just hit me. Natalie Emanuel. Did she have like strawberry hair? She had this uh, she had this bushy hair and she was playing like a princess or something. And the last episode that I saw, they cut her head up, cut her head off and then threw her body off the top of the castle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What has been a lesson that you've learned from this experience? Everything. Everything is new for me because this is the first time I produced and directed a movie. I had often heard a long time ago when I was an actor 
that the best directors trust their performers. So I went with that and it turned out to be right. First of all, you choose the correct performers for your picture. The right people will give you the right results. And once you make a choice, trust them to do the job right. And my actors, oh, they made my first directorial film a pleasure because they, they knew what they were doing all the way through, especially uh, my lead actress, Millie Figueroa. But Millie, Millie Figueroa and um, Bernie Rodriguez were my lead actors and they were brilliant in the way they grew their characters from the beginning to the end of the film. And we shot non-sequentially. So we were shooting it non-sequentially. So we were shooting like the end at the beginning and the beginning and the middle and stuff like that. That's very hard for actors to do, to be able to remember where in my growth am I in this scene? Where they, all, they joke about actors, not sure where they are. Where am I? What am I? You know, but they were right there each time. And when we put the film together, you could see the smooth growth of both actors as we uh, went through the movie. It was incredible. That's why they won a lot of awards. They both won a lot of awards for their work. Do you ever miss acting? Is that something you'd like to go back and do? Or do you like? I've considered it. But one thing I always had trouble with was memorizing my lines. Um, that was always a headache. Some people can just do that. They have some kind of photographic memory or something like that. I don't. So that was the hardest thing for me to do as an actor. I do consider going back into acting every now and then. For small roles, I wouldn't want to be the star and try to carry the entire movie. That is hard. What is uh, your writing process like? And I know for me, whenever I write stories, the thing I struggle with is getting to know my characters and having them speak and me not controlling what they speak. And how do you get to know your characters and find what they're wanting and what they need to say? Well, I was lucky. It was easy for me because it is based on my novel. I had already planted the idea there. Many of the stories in the novel come from my personal experiences of being an actor. Okay. So the characters' actions come directly from the book, and the actions in the book come directly from, from me, for the most part. Is there anything you'd like to say or talk about or something that I didn't ask? film festivals has won 41 awards uh, around the world. Uh, I've won personally seven awards. My wife has won three editing awards off the movie and a lifetime achievement award from a, a, women's in, a women in film and television organization here in Florida. Millie, my lead actress, winner of six best actress awards so far, Bernie, four awards for best actor. Karen Mason, who played the acting coach, uh, she's won a couple awards. James Lincoln, a couple of uh, best supporting actress awards. Uh, Stephanie Deschard, uh, she won a lifetime achievement award off our movie too, in the same women's organization. 41 awards, and we're getting ready to uh, start talking about distribution. We're looking at uh, about three or four organizations that are interested in distributing our film worldwide. So That's sometime awesome. in the next uh, three, next three months or so, you might see our movie on places like uh, Amazon Prime or uh, Netflix, Tubi, Hulu, 
blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. That's so pretty many out cool. There That's exciting. Yeah, it is. And we're looking forward to that because as producers, this is the biggest, you asked me earlier, what's the biggest thing I learned in this? I learned that as a producer, you don't make your money up front. You only make it on the backside. So we're ready to make money on the backside. <laughs> the producer is <laughs> yeah. the last person to make money. Okay. Mm -hmm. Never really thought about that before, but kind of. <laughs> you spend the money. You're the first to spend the money, but the last one to make it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I enjoyed uh having you on and i enjoyed the i need i want and uh thought you did a really good job especially if it was your first uh movie that you've uh directed well thank you thank you very much well um thank you so much for your time gonna end the recording Welcome. let's see here